Chirp Radio's live-lit and music series The First Time was recorded at Martyrs in North Center. The theme this round was First Class. Drew Carey, Machine Gun Kelly, and Rodescu Hopkins all come from Cleveland, Ohio. Anyways, Rodescu hosts and uh, produces the popular storytelling show We Still Like You, which is great. Um, and runs Chicago's po- most popular open mic trigger warning. You can follow him at Rudescu Hopkins on all social media. Great comedian, Rudescu Hopkins, everybody. Thank you. Wow. Thank you guys. Wow, this is so professional, so cool. Uh, <laughs> when I was uh, one, like I said, uh, yes, I'm from Cleveland. Cleveland, Ohio. I was born and raised in Cleveland. And I have been, since third grade, I have been in art school from third grade up to 12th grade. It's like all I know. I was like, I was like one of those raging kids in art school. Like I would just be standing on a chair and be like, I'm an artist. Someone should listen to me. And my dad would be like, yeah, we hear you. Sit down. You're at dinner. (laughs) Like, Relax. I tell my dad, I literally scream to my dad all the time that I'm an artist and you need to respect me. He's like, I know you are an artist. So why don't you take that paintbrush and help me paint this house? Like, why don't you make some money, artist? (laughs) That's how my dad was. You know, he was just, um, it wasn't his cup of tea, you know? All right, it just isn't his thing. But someone at that time was so influential to me that was a huge artist that spoke to a lot of specifically young black men at that time and around, I would say, 2009, 2010, who was an artist. And you may love him or you may hate him, but it was Kanye West. (laughs) I know, I know, people, I know. But at that time, though, <laughs> that time was just precedent, you know? It just, it just spoke to me. He was so bold. He did the most boldest thing I ever seen any other artist do. He walked up and interrupted a white girl on stage. And I said, this man, I don't even know who she is, but like, I, I kind of want to support him. <laughs> he did that. He was just bold. And it, it spoke to me and, uh, you know, I mean, I would have done that, but, like, it spoke to me in a way, and I, I was like, you know, I'm about to make a bold move. I'm going to make a bold move. Today, I'm proclaiming. I told my my dad and my godbrothers and all of them, I had my whole family in the room, and I told them, I said, I'm, I'm moving. I'm going to go become a stand-up comedian. And my dad was like, are you sure you don't want to help me paint? <laughs> like, is that what you want to do? And I was like, I, you know, I don't even like how you're acting about this. I'm telling you, I'm going to become this. And matter of fact, I've already bought a ticket. I've already bought a first class ticket. I'm out of here, leaving in a month. And my dad was enraged. He was like, yeah, I can't, you bought a ticket. Well, I should have never paid you. He's so frustrated. And I'm telling you guys this. I've, I've really, I've never told nobody this before. But like, I bought that. I bought a first class ticket to New York. I said I'm going to go be a comedian. And when I got to the airport, you know, everyone dropped me off. But if I'm being honest with you, I did not buy a first class ticket. <laughs> That's too expensive, you know. I, I, 
actually still look at people, how are you doing this? <laughs> I, I, I had an economy, and my, uh, I did not know you had to pay for luggage. I was like 19. I never left Cleveland before. But my, I was like, I had to pay for the luggage. I only had $1,000. And at that time, I thought that was the richest amount of money any young man from Cleveland can have, for sure, you know? And I went to Cleveland, and I went to the airport. I paid for this luggage. I remember the lady was like, what are you going to New York for? I was like, to be a comedian. She was like, are you sure that's what you're going for? <laughs> so, and I went there, and I, I remember uh, I sat, I got, I flew to New York, and I stayed with my friend Olivia. I stayed with her in Harlem. And when I got there, I thought that because I had been growing up in art school all my life, so just things I'm just used to just things being like set up for me. You know, that's the arrogance of being in art school, like. You go somewhere, everything's there for you. So you just kind of like, all right, I'm going to do art. And she got there. She was like, so what are you going to do for work? <laughs> like, what are you going to do? And I got, I was like, I don't, I'm going to be a comedian. <laughs> and she said, okay, you got four days to figure this out. <laughs> I also did not know that she did not have an apartment. She was in college at Columbia. <laughs> I was like trying to tell the door guys, like, no, I'm here to stay here. And they're like, oh, who are you? <laughs> like, I'm a comedian. They're like, I don't think you are a comedian. <laughs> I don't think that's who you are, man. I, uh, I had a terrible, I had a horrible go at it. it I, stayed, I stayed in her dorm, and she, uh, she I thought she was kind of digging me. I thought, I thought, <laughs> thought that's why she let me stay and uh she was like listen man you gotta get out of here you gotta go find some place to stay you gotta like get a job so i tried to go around and get a job uh I, I never found one i went to but i did get stopped at this papaya stand and i remember telling this guy at the papaya stand i've never ate papayas before but i was pretty excited for these <laughs> and as i went over to the guy i said hey uh looking to get some papayas from you and then there was like, we're in Harlem, and it's just like these dudes standing around looking at the papaya, like looking at me and looking at the papaya man. He, they come around, they surround me. And these like hood ass dudes in Harlem, and little old me, and 19 years old, you know? And they're like, yo, what's up, B? Where you from? I was like, uh, I'm from here. Like how now you can hear the nervousness in my voice, right? I was like, ah, I, I'm around the corner. I live around with Olivia. They're like, who, motherfucker? I'm like, I don't, man. I just want to be a comedian. <laughs> and they scared the hell. Like the papaya dude was like, you don't want these papayas. <laughs> like I never got them. I just, I gave him my money though. That was the fucked up part about it. Like I gave him my money, and then I was just like, shit, I'm losing money. <laughs> And um, I, went to, I went to the New York Comedy Club. I said, all right, let me stop screwing around here. I'm going to go and go perform. That's what I'm here for. My dad's been calling me. I have been still listening. Uh, again, this is when Kanye West had did the whole Taylor Swift thing. So I was, like, still jamming out to Kanye, like, la, 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 la. Can't nobody tell me nothing, right? Like, I had the whole thing. Like, I had momentum. I was like, you know what? I'm going to comedy. I'm going to go perform. 
and I'm going to crush this. And I get to the comedy club. It's the New York Broadway Comedy Club. It's in Times Square. It's still there. And when I got there, I said, hey, how you doing? My name is Rodescu, and I'm here to perform. And the guy did one, he's like, um, uh, yeah, you can sit right there. I don't know who you are. Uh, yeah, you can't perform. But you can sit and watch the show. And I have, I'm going to be honest, I had lost so much money. I was kind of down on my luck. And I was like, man, I can't even perform. I've, I've spent all this money on this ticket to buy, to get here. And I can't perform. And my dad is just like, I just know I'm just failing and I'm thinking it's over for my life. And I'm just watching this guy perform. And this guy goes on stage and um, he sucked. But <laughs> but he, he he sucked, but he sucked in a way like, you know, he just he, he wasn't funny. But he he said he tried to get me, he tried to roast me, right? Like he was in the audience. I was sitting right there where you were, and um he was like, Whoa, man, look at you, man, with that tight ass shirt. I can see your heart beating out of that shirt. All right, he got no laughs, right? Like, it was awful. Like, that's what I'm saying. It was, he sucked. And I said, uh, and, I, and I just was so frustrated that at that moment, I just said, oh, yeah? Well, you know what, man? Yo, yo, dude, your body is shaped weird. You look like a lava lamp, dog. Why is your body standing still, but your stomach keeps moving, you freak? <laughs> and... I felt pretty good about that. <laughs> I felt like I really nailed him, you know? Like, everyone was just like, who is this kid, you know? The booker was like, shit, this motherfucker. <laughs> like, and they kicked me out, right? <laughs> they kicked me out. They kicked me out. They kicked me out. But I really felt like I just kind of, I don't know, it felt like a, a strong moment, though, for me, though, because I was like, man, I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to quit on this. I'm going to do this. And I'm... Now... You could say all these things, like you're going to do this, but I was also, again, only 19, and only I was down to my last $40 in New York, and I had to make a real, I had to make a hard call on my dad. I had to call my dad back and tell him, like, Dad, man, I, the last comedy place I was at, I got kicked out. This girl's telling me I got to go. Someone tried to rob me at Papaya Stand. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm having a hard go. And six days later, I was back on a Greyhound bus <laughs> back to Cleveland. Listen to Kanye West run away. <laughs> and uh, it was awful. It sucked. It, it was like a, the biggest blow I took. You know, I, again, like when you just grow up and these art schools and you're just like prepped up to just be like you are you are an artist and you're also listening to megalomaniacs like Kanye West preach in your ear you just think you just like man this is gonna just work just like that and I went back to Cleveland and I remember my dad picked me up at the Greyhound station he had all his paint tools with him he was like you're going back to work <laughs> I hope you know that but Man, I got to tell you, son, that was some bullshit you just did. <laughs> and I got, and you know what? I I was like, if he told me, he said, uh, son, if you're going to do this and you're going to be for real and you're going to keep continuing making bold moves like that, I guarantee you will definitely somehow in some way 
Get your foot in that door and get to perform and be the artist that you want to be. But, again, you're going to have to help me paint these houses. There's just no way around this, man. And that's it, guys. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you guys for letting me share this story with you. To find your dreams come to Skyline, and that's why I'm a seven o'clock. That's prime time. Heaven will watch God calling from the hotlines. Why he keep giving me hotlines? I'm a star. How could I not shine? How many ladies in the house? How many ladies in the house without a spouse? Something in your blouse got me so aroused. 
What you about? And I wonder Mother independent shit Traded all for a husband and some kids You wonder, wonder what it all really means You wonder if you'll ever find your You can find this and other Chirp Radio interviews and podcasts at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.